Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz with Carlo Kellum. I'm Kelly Patrick, joined in studio by Ashley Danielle. Ashley, is that a song of your choice? I mean, what's the what's the deal with the music? Todd with the always has the the great selection of the music. What do you what do you think of that? that well, song good morning. First of all, uh, I absolutely love Beyonce. She is my favorite. And I requested Beyonce. He came with single ladies. I am a single lady, so that works. <laughs> Fair enough. Plenty to talk about today. We just finished up a great episode of the Knockout Hour every Sunday, 9 until 10 a.m. Uh, check it out. We talk about all things regarding the fight game in the state of Kentucky and nationally and across the world. Ben Sargent was in studio yeah, yeah, with us. Some great stuff there. Great, great interview, stuff. Great conversation. Plenty to talk about today between the Louisville uh, football and basketball, Kentucky football and basketball. We got uh, all sorts of... Kentucky uh, football, really? Yeah, I mean, we we, we can always talk about it. It, It's always worthy of of discussion. It's worthy of one or two minutes. We got a lot of stuff happening yesterday in the conference championship games for those conferences that did have the championship games. Ohio State with a big loss uh, last night and, you know, how that impacts the national... The last year of the BCS and the picture for who's going to be the, the champion this year. Um, we got NFL to talk about. We always love to get on, uh, you know, my, my Cincinnati Bengals uh, playing today, 1 o'clock against the Colts. Auburn beat the hell out of Missouri in the SEC championship game yesterday. Recently. Yeah. Uh, Florida State beat Duke. No surprise there. Uh, plenty to talk about, guys. Where do, where do we well, want to take this for starting the well, show today? You, you can't forget about the greatest streak that's ever in fantasy football history in our league. It's I'm over. Eight, I'm eight, well, I'm 8-1 and one in our last nine games. That's very impressive. <laughs> is it, uh, is it very interesting impressive. that he wants to talk uh, about fantasy football but not <laughs> Kentucky football? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this this league, you got to understand, Matt McCarthy was selected to be the number one team in our league, and right now he's towards the bottom. I was selected to be the worst team in the league, and I'm number four right now. I was selected. So that's something to be uh, – and right now, Kelly Patrick's below 500. I am. So before the season started, I said I was a GM genius when it comes to fantasy football, and I think I've proven that. Well, congratulations. <laughs> so uh, I, I predict that I will be in the finals. I'm not saying that I'm win, but I will be in the finals. I want to thank Brandon J. Lawrence for allowing us to have the weekend sports buzz every Saturday from 9 to 11 and on Sundays from 10 till 12. Brandon is the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Give him a call at 502-587-0041 to reach Brandon for all your personal injury attorney needs. Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. We're going to have Brandon call in at the end of today's show where he is going, you know, kind of a a new segment where at the end of the show he corrects any factual inaccuracies that we may have spouted off during the show. I like that. He did it last week, and then we figured, you know, might as well pick that up. I, I, I occasionally will say something where afterwards, I don't know, you know, maybe I said it wrong, uh, but I like. Here, we like justice. Yeah, Brandon will be tuning in and make sure that we stay on point. Exactly. So, even though I wasn't far off last week when I said that uh, Shaw, this is his first coaching job. It is, so, and it was long overdue. Yeah, it's not like he had been coaching for four years, and I said he has never had a coaching job. And so. I, I, I say things, when I listen to our recordings, I say things afterwards. I think I confused Mike uh, D'Antoni and Mike Dunleavy for being the, I, I think I referred to Mike Dunleavy being the current. Well, coach. Well, they're both terrible for, coaches, so it's not hard to confuse those <laughs> guys. Current coach for yeah. the Lakers, things they, like that. They don't have defensive schemes. On Thursday, we lost Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Died at ninety-five years of age. Um, you know, I mean, what he has done for uh, South Africa and race relations is amazing. His, you know, impact on the world of sports within rugby. If you ever mm-hmm. seen Invictus, uh, always very. Relevant to what he did. Todd, on your Facebook, you had a great quote, uh, one of many uh, great quotes 
from Nelson Mandela. You know, he he's always put together some some very simple quotes that he just makes things seem very easy. It's easy to get through life, yeah. uh, you know, and be good. So, he's also a former boxer. I, didn't, was I former, did not know that. I didn't until, know until last until, night. I yeah, heard it yeah, on an HBO either. telecast. Did they talk about that on Showtime too? I didn't catch it on Showtime. I'm gonna dig a little deeper into it, just kind of see how his career went. But yeah, I, that was very interesting. I didn't know that. Good stuff for sure. Uh, NFL today, one o'clock. We got the the Colts and Bengals in Cincinnati. Um, you I'm know, looking the, for Andy Dalton to have a big game for me. Uh, no, not Andy Dalton. I mean, uh, Andrew uh, Luck. Yeah, Andrew Luck. I have both of them on my fantasy squad, so I'm starting Luck. Uh, he's the more diverse of the two, so hopefully he has a good game. But Luck. actually, I'm rooting for Cincinnati to win. Okay. Do you think they can pull it off? You know, Luck got sacked five times. Is he going to be able to have the big game you need? For That's a good question. Uh, ever since they lost Reggie Wayne, their offense has been on the decline. So hopefully they can find that, that one person that can step up. It's definitely not Trent Richardson, who I made my first overall pick in fantasy football, who's been terrible this year. He was demoted. Gosh, he doesn't even start awful. anymore. But hopefully that he can find a new target other than Reggie Wayne to get this offense going. But, yeah, that's a good question. But he can move with his T- legs. T.Y. Hilton. We could always depend on Andrew Luck to score maybe a rushing touchdown or two. You know, he's good for that every now and then. He does have the agility. Yeah. One o'clock, we also have the Falcons um, at the Packers. That's a terrible game. Raiders at the Jets. Terrible. Browns at Patriots. Another terrible. <laughs> Lions at Eagles. They're both that should be, uh, both that should be a decent five. game, yeah. It should be. It's not a bad game today. No, there's always a lot of bad yeah. games. Nah, yeah. I'm just going overall. Is that the one o'clock game? Dolphins at Steelers. Yeah, these are the one o'clock games. Okay. Right. Usually the, the later games are better than the one o'clock. Seriously. Chiefs at Redskins. You think uh I mean the, Chiefs the are Reds- three and eight, three and nine? Chiefs? Yeah, no, the Redskins. The Redskins yeah. are three and nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chiefs are nine yeah, and three. Yeah, I think Chiefs will, they'll shut them down. I don't yeah, that defense for Kansas City under Andy Reid is they're pretty good. I mean, you saw what they did to Denver last week, even though Denver came back and won. Yeah. But they they Impressive kept they, they had them down early, shut them down a little bit, but you know, whenever you're going against Peyton Manning, he's always able to break that defensive code. Bills at Buccaneers. That's ah, a lot of bad games. Not, 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 not yeah. great games. Just Vikings at Ravens. Skip to What's the, the night game? Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> might as well. Yeah, Titans, Saints and Pathos is the game of the day. at Broncos. Yeah. Giants at Chargers. Both five and seven. Yeah, You're Giants. Yeah. Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals are seven and five. Five and one at home uh, going against the Rams. I know you hate they Jeff lost, Fisher. Yeah, they lost last week. Uh, the, the Cardinals did. It looked pretty bad. Uh, Carson Palmer was Carson Palmer last week in that loss they had. I guess Philadelphia, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looked, either, he looked like Carson Palmer of Cincinnati. All right. The game of the day. Seahawks at 49ers. That's going to be a good game. Uh, Russell, who, who do you got there? I, I'm, going with the, I'm going with the Niners, man, even though I like the Seahawks. Uh, they got all the weapons back. You got a healthy Crabtree, Vernon Davis. You got uh, Frank Gore. The whole team's running on all cylinders right now. I think Alden's back, right? Alden Smith's back in the defensive lineup. Is he? I believe, his, I believe his, uh, so, yeah. If I'm not, Brandon Lawrence will do the fact check and call in and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but they have all their pieces right now. We saw that last week. You know, they were They've running like Pat- a well-oiled machine. Patrick Willis, Justin Smith, uh, Ahmad Brooks. Uh, I mean, they, they're a very talented defensive squad. And they got Colin Kaepernick, Frank Gore. They got the offense. Michael Crabtree, like you said, Vernon Davis. Um they got the weapons on offense. They bring it on defense. You got to give the edge to the home team in this one. Yeah, but uh, if you look at C- uh, San Francisco's record, man, they haven't beat a lot of good teams, to be honest. Let's so see. they really need this win this uh, tonight to prove that they can hang with the, the top teams in, in the NFL. They haven't beat – I mean, they beat the Jaguars, uh, Tennessee. 
I mean, it's not a lot of good teams that they've, they've, they've beaten. They to lost to, to Carolina. Right they lost to New Orleans. So they lost to some good teams. They still have New Orleans left to play one more time this year. So that's going to be a, that's gonna be coming up, I think, next week or the week after. They also lost to Seattle at Seattle, which, who, you know, who, who goes to Seattle and wins? Pretty much nobody. Yeah, it's very difficult to win in that stadium. But, yeah, they need this win. They haven't won any big games this year if you look at their record. Uh, plenty of time to talk about the rest of the NFL action throughout the rest of the show. Ashley, Carlo, you guys watched any basketball, any cards or cats basketball? Of course lately? we did. Okay, what shout you, out what, to the lady you, uh, cats. Yeah, okay. shout out, shout yeah. out to the lady cats. We can go there first before we get started on the wildcats. Got to give them their props. The, Absolutely. The, um, they beat the, the the cards. They did, and then they won in thrilling fashion. And what was it? Triple Baylor, overtime, yeah. For, uh, quadruple Baylor. overtime, quadruple overtime. One thirty three, one thirty. Can we get a little wildcat noise in the background? Uh, we sure, sure, sure. Or do I have to be yeah. the sound effects for you that? You can do that yourself, you can do actually. <laughs> you did a good um, job, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, meow. Uh, Baylor. They beat Baylor. Before the men Before lost. Before the to, men lost. To, do you want, let's talk about that. Well, hey, you know what? We can talk about it. Uh, it was a good loss. It was a ranked team. Baylor's a very, very good team. I would take this loss early in the season versus late in the season. This so, is a loss that we can build from and learn from and become better. So, again, I will ask. I guess now the forty and O shirts are gone. Thirty nine and one are now gone. <laughs> so are we going to just continue to move backwards? Thirty eight and two. Like what's going on? I also heard that the fans are calling to get rid of Coach Cow. What's going on with there that? Was some oh, come message on, that's board. Ridiculous. There was some me- message yeah, board. Some um, idiot. Catsillustrated.com, I think. I don't read message boards, but uh, <laughs> I mean, like, Baylor is a very, very good team. I mean, it's not like they lost a uh, Robert Morris again. You know, any team like that. Baylor's a good team. You're it's right. a decent team. Like I said, it's a, it's only the second loss of the season. It's not like it's college football. You can lose early in college basketball, and we we saw it with Louisville last year. Oh, okay, you know Louisville, they had made a big run late. Are, in the are you, compa- You're are you well, I'm not comparing. This, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying it, it's just how it goes in basketball. It's Rick's style a little more to drop games uh, early regular season and then have things wind. Said, you know, visit the same into- team in March and April. Those teams won't succeed. I must guaranteed. tell you that you're. Wildcat Nation, Big Blue Nation, were quoting these same things last season. Well, last season was a different, you know, it was that after championship blues last year. It happens uh, mostly in, in any sport. When you win a championship the following year, you're just not as good. Mm. You know, it was Kentucky's year not to be as good. You know, just like Alabama, right? Just like, oh. <laughs> I'm a cat fan. Hey, Alabama <laughs> lost. <laughs> They're out of the conversation. So they, they are now. They They're out of the conversation. So, I've seen the last three years. Did you get to watch the game, either of you? Because I, I saw that there was a nine-point lead. Kentucky had a nine-point lead with 13 minutes left. What happened? Uh, Calipari got outcoached. It, it happens. They've got yeah, talent. Got I mean, Baylor's got Isaiah Austin, <laughs> yeah. a big seven-footer who had five blocks, even hit a three-pointer. Um, you know, Baylor's a very talented team. They were, yeah, they were good. Uh, they were good last year, the year before that. Matter of fact, didn't we beat them in a tournament uh, the year before last? I believe so. Yes, we did. So, uh, you know, it, 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 like I said, it's a good loss for Kentucky. Scott Drew's uh, it'll make a them, heck of a coach. It'll make them a better team in the long run. Yeah. So your prediction, you know, they played at AT&T Stadium, which is supposed to be the venue for Final Four. Your prediction. It is. It's a, it's a raised will, you know, football stadium. Will Kentucky make it back to AT&T Stadium in March? I'm April. pretty sure they'll make it back to the Elite Eight uh, Final Four, yes. They'll make it back to the Final Four. To which one? They'll be at the Final Four. 
Guarantee. So December eighth, you could put we could put another bottle of Pepe, uh, Pepe, whatever it's called, pa- Pappy Van Winkle, Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> and I don't want the stolen box that's, that's in the news right I now. I don't care. So. No, what? I'll, I'll, yeah, there's there a stolen. big heist of Pepe Van Winkle here a couple weeks ago where somebody stole a big large amounts of it from the distillery. Guys, but, we got plenty to talk yeah. about as far as Kentucky's big loss to Baylor. Kentucky women carrying the university as it stands. <laughs> uh, we'll also well. get to the cards. The the Louisville. Um, men's team get to break down what we think's working for them right now what's important going forward we'll be back with more of the weekend sports buzz it's gotta be right probably Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. It is snowing outside. It's winter weather. Looks like Christmas. And we made it. And we made it. Yes, you know, we did. All sorts of local sports talk shows in the area that would, you know, lesser shows. I hate to say that, but lesser shows would be held down by this weather and they would not show up. But here with the Weekend Sports Buzz, you know, it would take something serious to prevent us from being on the air. We got plenty to talk about as far as college basketball we talked a little bit of the uk women's and men's asha and i are itching to talk about this cards team yes we, we got to watch uh <laughs> yesterday I, i'm liking a lot of things from this team there's some areas for concern uh as far as who's the center obviously re- replacing gorgie jang is impossible you can't expect mango or anyone to do that ashley what is the weakness for this team right now and what area is is a strength I think the biggest weakness, which was exploited in the North Carolina game, is the inside. We don't really have a true, consistent inside presence. And like you said, there's no replacing Gorgie. Um, so that hurts right now. I think we've we've been used to being able to rely on a big guy in there that can consistently put in work, grab rebounds, and we don't have that right now. I think uh, Montrez Harrell looks amazing right now. He's been a beast last night, 20 points, 8 rebounds. He's looking really, really good, but he's still small, you know, when we match up with somebody that has a 7-footer, a 6'10 inside. So I think um, we really need something consistent from Mango. Um, we definitely need something from Stephen Van Treese. Um, I am very eager to see Wayne Blackshear develop over the course of the season um I was talking a little bit over the break about how he's a little bit bigger a little heavier this year um, more muscular than he has been in the past we all know he can shoot but um in spurts you can see him taking the ball to the to the rack hard um posting up a little bit and I think once he really learns how to use that body and gets comfortable with it I think he's going to be a force to reckon with and we get him Russ Chris Jones all on one cylinder, be tough to beat. No question about it. Uh, Russ Smith on the season has made 18 three-pointers. That's no surprise. He leads the team in that category. Shoots every time he touches the ball. Not, not anymore. Not every time. Not anymore, Carlo. I, I can't know. even say that. We, okay, I'll okay, tell you. Okay, let me ask you this. Why didn't he start against uh, he, he told UM, Rick Bettino, UMKC? He told Rick Pitino he didn't want to. He didn't want to start that game. Literally. literally he told him he, he thought it would be better for the team if he, if he came off the bench. So basically, he got benched, and he was given a script to say why he wasn't starting. He got benched. The National Player of the Year. <laughs> so he got a he got a got script benched. saying, "Hey, man, just say that uh, you know you, you didn't want to start this game." Yeah, Russ okay. Smith, who has as good of a case 
maybe beyond Marcus Smart as anyone to be a, a, a National Player of the Year candidate, did not just randomly get benched. No. So, and, and this is for me being a person that hated Russ Smith when he first came to Louisville. I like begged Rick Pitino in my prayers to send him somewhere else. <laughs> but um, I, th- I think that he's matured a lot as a player and he knows he has to be a leader and he doesn't make um, as many silly mistakes as he used to in the past. So yes, he does shoot quite often, but I can't say that he puts up a lot of bad shots. He's shooting almost 47% from the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, his numbers, his efficiency, his assist to turnover ratio, his shot selection, everything that he's working on Thus far in the season, I know it's still early. It's looking like he is improving in those areas. And remember, to be an NBA point guard, you don't have to be John Stockton. I mean, you can be Mike Bibby. You can be a guy who shoots a lot. You can run the screen and roll. And Brandon that's your, Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Jennings, a guy who shoots. You know that That's his specialty. That's always going to be his specialty. He's scoring. Mm-hmm. But I think that he is making a case that he has what it takes to be a, a at well, least, one, at yeah, least uh, someone coming off the bench in the league. One of the best players in the uh, college basketball right now. I mean, you know, looking at, at their week schedule right now. At oh this my moment, gosh! Just Here we of, go. No, I'm just saying <laughs> it, it hasn't so, been uh, a real tough schedule. No, not at all. It's so, been an easy schedule. With these easy schedule and with the bench players, are they getting more confidence? You know, going against these easy teams when they uh, face UK on uh, December 28th. I think does, so. Does I think what happens is uh, with Rick Pitino being the master that he is, is that he's going to be smart about you know, working on his team's confidence and building it over the course of the year so that they peak at the right time. Like, it doesn't matter if they're beating somebody by 60 right now. It doesn't matter if they're squeaking out a victory or if they take an L, like you said about your Wildcats. But what happens when it comes to March? Have they gotten Uh the experience over the course of the season that makes them a tough team to beat in March and going into April? Or, I mean, otherwise, it's not worth it at all. I I see there are losses, there are bad losses, and there are legit losses. Kentucky had a legit loss against Baylor. Louisville had a legit loss against UNC. Okay. And if they lost against uh, Fairmont or Hartford, Louisville, then that would be a then bad you loss. Have something yeah, to that say. would be a bad okay. loss. But even truly legit bad losses, losses the, my man John Renshaw um, articulates the point the best that I've ever heard is college basketball season is just full. It's like life, it's full of ups and downs. You learn, you get better, you fall, you stumble. Coaster. It's a roller coaster. You end up hopefully hitting your stride when you need to. And Let's not forget just a couple years ago, Louisville had on, what was it, senior night to Mm -hmm. South Florida at home. Just the worst loss ever. So that's a bad loss, right? Mm -hmm. But then they go on and run through the final. They win the Big East Championship, and then they they make it to the Final Four. Carlo, are you laughing at that? Yeah, no, no, go ahead. True. Go ahead. True, these are facts. So so that's legit. Now, college basketball, you're right. There are bad losses, but Kentucky's loss – uh, when was it? Two days ago against Baylor. Against, against Baylor. Baylor, it was a bad loss. It, it was wasn't it, it a was bad it, loss. It was. Uh, a, I'm sorry. It, it was, was a good. It loss. was against the number 18. And no, it, was 18 in the it was yeah. in Texas. It was in Texas. I thought they but were regardless. 20. Huh? Baylor? Yeah. I thought they were number 20. They were 18. Baylor's a very they talented. The they've got future lottery picks. They're a very talented team. Uh, early in the season, you're learning about your team. How good's Akoya Gao? Oh, they are 20. How good's yeah. certain players? Yeah. Things like that. That's what's important. And what I was getting at earlier is Wayne Blackshear is. The second, number two on the team. He's made 16 Mm three-pointers. It's about Uh, time he's did something. Took him five years. um, Yeah, he's also had several uh, uh, shirts. I can't even talk this morning. Shoulders. Got me me flabbergasted. Well, Wayne Blackshear's (laughs) resume thus far, if he keeps up his production from his freshman and sophomore year, because it's a team sport. It's not about individuals. He He has made two Final Fours, including a national championship. Not bad. So, I mean, he's on pace to what? 
contend with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the greatest college careers ever? I mean, so has Russ Smith. Russ Smith's been in two Final Fours and possibly two championships, maybe, if they can get there this True. year. Possibly. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. And he said more of a... You said possibly, possibly. two championships. Yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed that you were no, I mean, Louisville, Louisville has a great chance to repeat. Look at the team. They, they do. Oh, can I pause and shout out Luke Hancock, you know, for he scored his 1,000th point as a Cardinal in our game last night. Woo-hoo. Wow. Go, Luke. That That's... Yeah, he was shooting the lights out against a, 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 a defensive team in UMKC the other night, the Kangaroos, last week, last Tuesday night. <laughs> I mean, they showed great shooting ability against that defense. You, I mean, the Kangaroos, they came out with some intensity, man. Those Cardinals, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they, they broke the, the code the, on that defense schedule, easily. The card schedule thus far is weak. And I think that what all the attention, the collective attention of all the UK and UofL fans is obviously going toward is... December 28th. And I what's going to happen? Every season. That's yeah. every season. I think we rarely play ranked opponents in the beginning of the season unless it's in a tournament. Like last year when we played in Maui Invitational, we played some ranked teams there. Um, but besides that, typically that is the trend. And Kentucky has guys in Julius Randle and Willie Cauley Stein, and you haven't even Cauley seen Stein, the, well, a bunch of the Cauley Cauley game. But Cauley Stein has been playing very. You remember I said last week he's a secret weapon? I, uh, not a secret to me. I, I see Willie Cauley Stein as being someone who will play 10, 15 years in the NBA. He's legit. He's a legit player. I see him as a Tyson Chandler esque uh, running center who can bring it on defense and will stick around in the league for a long time. That's my yeah. opinion. But I know. What, I, yeah, what I would like to see from Kentucky, somebody else has to step up and help Julius Randle out and score some points. That's what that needs to happen. And I don't see it coming. I don't know who's going to do it. Uh, a. Harrison, he's averaging 13 points a game. I, I, he hasn't been as productive as I like him to be out on the court, honestly. Carla, last week we talked about uh, the strength of UK's inside game, and obviously we talked about that as a weakness for Louisville, but Coach Cal said after the Baylor game that they got out-hustled, out-worked, and out-rebounded. How does that happen with the with the guys you have inside? It happens when you're playing a team that's pretty good. <laughs> I well, mean, you should Baylor's, never get out-hustled oh, it, or out-worked and out-rebounded if you have I mean, those are, that, that's, there, those are coaching words. He's using that to motivate his guys yeah. in the locker room. They that's had legit a bad words. Game. That's what happened. Yeah, it, it, it is what happened. You're right. I mean, but... Baylor is a good team. I now, mean, I understand it, bad was, games for bad shooting. Someone, you're always going to have an off-night shooting. You might not be clicking on offense, but to be out-rebounded. <laughs> you sticking on that, huh? I'm, I'm, look, Let's I see was who, 20, 25 I was to 41. All-time leader. That's a big – I was yeah, the all-time leading rebounder. Yeah. That's my thing. So, <laughs> And I know that rebounds mean championships. That's true. So, how do you explain that? Like you can't. Was, that's uh, not just coaching. Like that. That's a lot of that. That's hustle. about rebounding is hustle and heart. I was a playground legend in my neighborhood. Sometimes <laughs> the ball just bounces in the right direction. <laughs> twenty five. Can't control the way it, the ball bounces off the rim. So sixteen times. Sometimes the ball just doesn't this doesn't bounce your way off the rim. Sixteen it happens. times. Yeah, it happens. That's just a bad night. Bad for bouncing UK. off the rim. I'm yeah. looking at the the box score from Kentucky's loss this past uh, Thursday. Was it? No, the Friday. Uh, against Baylor, and only one guy off the bench, Dominique Hawkins, scored at all. And that's why I said somebody else needs much to contributions from guys somebody like needs, somebody needs to step up other than Julius Randle and Kali Stein. And Julius Randle led the team in scoring with 16 points. He had eight rebounds, four assists, uh, and then Aaron Harrison had 15 points. James Young had 14. So they are spreading it around in typical Coach Cal fashion between their starting five. Um, they had nine incoming freshmen this year, and how they're mixing all that talent is the question. Uh, they, there's no question. It's the they, question they have the, every year. It is the question every year. Willie Cauley-Stein's the only guy who's not a freshman who's getting 
legit minutes. I mean, it, it goes 33 minutes for Cauley Stein, 38 for Julius Randle, 38 for James Young, 35 for Andrew and Aaron Harrison. And then number number six, Dominique Hawkins with seven minutes. And then there's a, a few other guys who got just a few. So, I mean, they're not spreading around. That's Coach Cal's style. It's a different approach. Like I said before, the, the contrast between Rick and Cal is what makes styles make fights. That makes the, the rivalry great. It's a different It's a different animal. But getting out-rebounded, Ashley's really calling them out. Former or current. Well, no, someone re- broke my record. Okay. But I had it for quite former. a few years. How former. Many times it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm on the 500-rebound board towards the top. But you're right. One of the Harrisons need to t- they need to step up, man. Andrew Harrison, he had a terrible game, two for nine, one for four. I mean, and then then again, we still got to make free throws, man. Free throws still has been a problem for Kentucky Wildcats. If I can, if I can interject, Voitras, uh, you know where has he been? Gosh, Last two years, one, you know they thought he was going to be the second coming, and he, he hasn't even came yet. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're looking for a if you're looking for a Poitras, um Remorph of maybe a Terrence Jones come into his own his sophomore year. It doesn't seem like it's happening this year, and I think that's what a lot of Kentucky fans are looking for. You know, he 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 mm-hmm. went through spells during his freshman season where he everybody knows he has the potential. I've heard him compared to Jamal Mashburn, yeah, and 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 he's I mean hell he's not even playing. <laughs> but you know another thing that's interesting. Look at the bench minutes compared to Baylor and UK in a Friday night's game. UK's bench was I mean. The, the starters are being left out there, man. So they're they kind of worn out. You so, know. I mean, really, this you, is your great I mean, coach that we just talked about last week and how phenomenal you got to use a good rotation. And he, Maybe you should send him a face. He didn't message. use a, a great rotation in this game to keep his guys fresh. Is that not I think it was a normal thing? Part of the or? No, it's not normal. No, I mean, I mean look at the look at the bench uh, difference in the minutes compared to Baylor. Yeah, it, it was it's a big a, difference. They spread it around a lot, <laughs> a more. lot more. Now, it was a very unique setting, and it was good because, as Ashley pointed out, this is where the Final Four is going to be played. And it's on a raised court. It's in a football stadium. Uh, you saw Coach Cal sitting all by himself in a real awkward way on a little stool. Um, it, it's awkward to play in a football arena. A lot of people are very critical of that. It, do you ever play in a, a, a an arena that's not specifically built for basketball? No, I never have. But I haven't either. You know, I mean, even in national championship last year, it looked awkward. Yeah. It just looks weird. That is weird. Um, so it's good, I guess, that they got this out of their way. Co- mm-hmm. You know, gives Cal a chance to coach him up. I don't know that they have the Anthony Davis. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, their number one player, um, Julius Randle, is, you know, possibly. He's going to be a top three pick yeah, he's up there gone, with yeah. Andrew Wiggins, number Jabari Parker. You think he'll be number one? Number he one. may be. Yeah, he's number one. He's a Zach Randolph type player. That's what we do at UK. We, we produce number one picks. And then you brag about it. But what we're talking <laughs> talking about is the regular season yeah is he going to be able to do what anthony davis did is my question carlo well he's not anthony davis he's he's a forward he's not a center but i think he'll be a big impact he's the leader of the team right now he's our offense he's our if we lose julius randall it's gonna be a lot of trouble for kentucky wildcats when you lose julius now i'm saying if he gets hurt you know if he has an injury like noel did i mean it's pretty much you can probably say the season's a wash without julius randall in the lineup about one player yeah he makes a big difference wow we saw it last year with noel if we'd have had a healthy Noel last year, we would have made it deep into the tournament. Versus which tournament? The NIT? No. We <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we got plenty of ta- basketball we're going to continue to talk about. We got college football, Florida State, Ohio State Falls yesterday. Auburn looked amazing in the SEC championship. We're going to get to all that and more with more of the weekend sports buzz. 
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Todd Neal's bringing us in with the Florida State fight song. Florida State with the victory over Duke in the ACC championship. It's becoming very clear they will face Auburn in the national championship in the final year of the BCS. Uh, You know, we're Louisville and Kentucky-centric area. Louisville will be in the ACC next year. We'll actually get to see um, Jameis Winston come to Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. So it'll be ACC Louisville's future home against Auburn and Kentucky's current home. So what yeah. my question is, is are the Cards fans clearly rooting for the Seminoles to beat the the uh, Auburn Tigers? I would say yes. Because I think, I you know, the better they do, the better the conference looks, is better for the school, better for recruiting all around, better for the program. So I'm absolutely rooting for Florida State. There's two schools of thought on that. There's some people who admit that they are pro uh, their conference. They always want their conferences to win. And then there's always people who say, that's ridiculous. I only cheer for my team. Where do you fall on that, Carlo? I cheer for conferences. Like if Kentucky's out of it in the basketball, I'll cheer for whoever's left in the SEC. But in this particular situation, I like Jameson Winston. I like Florida State. So I'm I'm rooting for for the Seminoles. I like the history of Florida State. I've always liked Florida State, you know, on the side. Even they had Deion Sanders. You know, I go way back. You weren't even born then. But uh, I've always been a Florida State fan. Not a fan fan, but I've always liked their teams they've had. Who else they have? Yeah. Uh, Derek Brooks. Was Warren Sapp? No, Warren Sapp was Miami. Miami, yeah. yeah. Derek Maybe Brooks shows. Yeah, Derek Florida Brooks. State. I mean, he had a lot of guys, man. Uh, Charlie Ward, I was a big fan of his Charlie growing Ward. up. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so actually he was the last Seminole to win a Heisman. Brings up an interesting point there is – Heisman Trophy winners, what's the stat we heard the other day? I don't, I don't know where I heard it, actually. The only quarterback who won a Heisman Trophy to ever win a playoff game in the NFL is? Doug Flutie? Nope. Oh, is? Hold up. The only person to win a Heisman that won a quarterback playoff game? Quarterback to, to go on to win a playoff game in the NFL. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim what Tebow. a weird stat is that? So what does that tell us about Heisman. the Heisman Trophy yeah, is, right. is the most famous trophy in sports? Mm-hmm. Stanley right. Cup's pretty famous. Most quarterbacks well, who win the Heisman aren't successful in the NFL. Well, I think. So, what's that tell us about the Heisman? Does that mean it's irrelevant? Or, I mean, what does that tell us? I think nothing, really. I think it, it awards college football players, and they don't always translate into the NFL. It doesn't matter what position. It's running backs. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. running backs is a little bit more. It's of a little a bit different, but you can see, remember uh, what's his name? Played in Cincinnati uh, years back in the late 90s, mid 90s. What was his name? What he won sport? the Hasman he, uh, oh. football? He won the no, Hasman. Cincinnati didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, he you, yeah he did. He was a running back. He won the Hasman. Then he was drafted by Cincinnati. Oh, Kajana Carter. Carter. I thought you were talking about the Bearcats. Yeah, Carter. He had a terrible Penn State. Terrible. Carter. Ter- terrible. 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 That's true. Career. He he was Bart. Uh, he was um, injuries though. Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, I can name. I, I, I go back and you know, give me a few minutes. I can go back and name a few others who were nine quarterbacks who weren't successful in the NFL. Did Trent Richards the running back uh, out of uh, ah, what's the running back out of was it Alabama? Couple years ago, the one has Mark Ingram Mark Jr. Ingram. He's what's not he doing? doing bad. He's not doing. He's not a force. He's on. He's not a thousand right. back. He's, he's on the a, Saints. Right. He's not a thousand yard back. Isn't he on New Orleans? He was last time I checked. I don't know about this year. That's a great. Po- yeah, that's fair. Let's look. I, I got the list up here. Reggie Bush won it. He's, he's having a mock. He's yeah. having a. It took a him a while to get effective. He yeah. was. They always said he was too small. Really, last year was his first time proving he could be every down back. He's I'm good. a Reggie Bush fan. I'd want him on my team. Ron Dane goes to your point. The Giants. He ended up playing a long time in the league. He would never fumble. He uh, wasn't that effective. He was a part of a great Giants team. <laughs> Thunder and Lightning with he Tiki their, Barber. Their, thir- their third option. Thunder and Lightning was Thunder Tiki and, and Brandon J- Jacobs. No, right? it was it was Tiki and Ryan Dane first. Okay. Then came Brandon That's right. and Tiki. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that. 
All right, so I'm looking back over the Heisman winners. Johnny Manziel, I doubt he'll be that good of a quarterback in the NFL. I think he will. Do you? He has what I call far fire. He has far that fire. far okay. fire. He far has that fire. Brett Favre. Like, he just no, – nothing would stop him from being successful, I think, in the NFL. I think he's going to be a true – I think he's going to be a good player. Even at his height, but we saw Drew Brees – being successful, being a short Drew quarterback. Drew Brees, you got to be Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. You got to have Russell that touch Wilson's on very your, elusive. You got to have that touch, though. You got to specialize in. I think he'd be. I think he'll be better than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Teddy. The more I've seen mm. Teddy this year, I don't think he's going to be that quarterback that you all think he's going to be in the NFL. NFL analysts, the people who get paid for it, scouts, GMs, strongly disagree with you. Yeah, they're strongly wrong a lot. <laughs> they are wrong. Adam Schaefer is wrong a lot. <laughs> a lot. It, it, it could it could be wrong. Mel Kiper is wrong all the time in Mel the NBA draft projections. Uh, notori- He's always wrong. Notorious for choosing Ryan Leaf, projecting that Ryan Leaf would be a better pro yeah, than so Peyton yeah, Manning. You can't go on what they you're say. You're right. If you're, t- you're talking to a fantasy football GM genius, <laughs> man. You need to listen to what I say. Time will tell. <laughs> but Bo yeah, Jackson won yeah, the running Bo back, Jackson, won, yeah. won the Heisman. Doug Injuries, Flutie, like yeah. you said, quarterback. Vinny Testaverde went on to be a journeyman. He was awful, man. Yeah, he, 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 played was a 40, he played 40 years in the NFL. But That's right, all right. But let me see. ask you this. Is Barry it Sanders fair? won it. Is it fair for us to expect, guys, maybe they win the Heisman or not, or they're up for the Heisman to get into the league and make an impact immediately? Do you expect that from these guys? To... In, in today's NFL, yes. Yes. Not five, ten years ago, no. But today's NFL, you have to be able to produce immediately if you're a number one draft pick and a quarterback. But is that the trend? Does that happen? Yes, it's been happening the last couple of years. Let's give, give us some examples. Of, Sam of, Bradford. Of, of rookies. Do- Sam Bradford's one. Cam yeah. Newton. Cam, Cam Newton. He's doing Cam well. Cam makes a good case RG3. RG3's Andy not doing that good, though. Andy Dalton well, I'm didn't about, win the, the Heisman. Well, I'm, I'm talking about quarterbacks who are who making impacts are, immediately. Have to make impacts and play immediately. Okay. RG3 took his team to the playoffs last year. I've got a question Russell for Wilson. discussion. Uh, if players have to make immediate impact, what about coaches? Oh, good yeah. question. I think you mean coaches when they make the jump from college to pros. Is I that... think they get a grace period as a coach because they don't have their players in the system yet. Should that they? First year. I believe in the first year grace period for coaches. Yeah. What What's a good example? I'm trying to wrap my head around the Shabani, Tampa Bay's head coach. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, Chip from, Kelly. Chip, Chip Kelly's Kelly. doing pretty good. I yeah. was completely what? off the Chip Kelly bandwagon just a few weeks ago. And now I'm completely on it. <laughs> what, what he's doing with that offense is, and I'm on the Nick Foles, uh, excuse me, the Nick Foles bandwagon. You I mean, got to be. Been playing for, I yeah. mean, he had the best quarterback rating for an entire month, I think, in the history of the NFL, and he's a rookie. What about in college? I know we talk about Kentucky, that yeah. being you know the coach's first year, but you see a coach Drake's with period. like Auburn's coach his first year. It's Auburn. They get the best talent. They were three and nine last year. They still had talent. Auburn they is were different. three and nine they, in the SEC. They turn around. It's a football school. Ah, uh, okay. They definitely have they, more tradition than Kentucky. Way they more, have more football tradition, tradition. But to go from three and nine. But let me tell you this, and I, I bring this up all the time. I don't know if it was six, seven, maybe eight years ago. I don't know. Time goes by so fast. Kentucky beat LSU, and LSU won the championship that year. <laughs> what that you means is that Kentucky can be competitive in the SEC. And That's they, what that they, means. They showed that Could they, have they, been. they, they, they can be. Andre Woodson, at one point, when Andre Woodson was the quarterback at and Kentucky, they, beat, uh, they were all over they Sports were Center. Great. They were mm-hmm. a big they story. A so you're right. They, they, they can. And then they had a, a mediocre season after that. I think they were still 500. Mm. But to Todd's point there, Todd, were you asking specific about making the jump from college to the pros? Uh, not Kelly necessarily has? either one. Uh, look at Gene Chizik. I mean, he wins a national championship. And, he gets canned. And he gets canned. 
And then, uh, you know, you is there a double standard for players when they come in and don't perform or when coaches come in and don't perform? Well, it's always uh, been a double standard. Even when a coach leaves, say he's under an investigation for a scandal, like a Pete Curl or somebody, okay. they can jump schools. But if a college player – Definitely a double standard. If a college that, player has to leave and transfer, he has to sit out a year. Yeah. Right. Right. I horrible. think coaches should be able to be penalized the same way. I, I, I let, totally agree. I let players I go play where they want to play. much opposition to the point there. I mean, there's no question what Pete Carroll – uh, who's another example of that? Um, there's a basketball Lane guy. Lane Kiffin. I, I mean, Lane Kiffin can't leaves. can't think of his name. There's a basketball guy who's done Coach. that before, leaving amidst allegations, and then goes. Calipari? Oh, Calipari. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, but, what guys are on the hot seat then? Or is uh, Shanahan? He's definitely on the hot seat. He should, I think he should he be should fired. Be. I think he's washed up and past his prime and coaching. What about Mike Smith at Atlanta? Kubiak got fired this week, right. well deserving. Uh, I mean, anytime you're supposed to be a team that's supposed to be in the AFC Championship this year and you lose 11 straight games. Tony Gonzalez, Hall of Famer, yeah. maybe the best tight end ever, comes back specifically to make a run at the Super Bowl. And you have, what's the, what's the Falcons record right three now? Three and something. Three and nine or th- something like that. You're right. They are, they are bad. They are terrible. That's the biggest disappointment of the year. Right. Who's the biggest? Well, you know what? They lost a lot. Losing Michael Turner in running back position and bringing in Steven Jackson, who's been injury prone the last couple of years. They, I think that was a big, big mistake on their part. Well, like Turner go. if it was that big and of Turner's a mistake. Turner's not even playing right now. Yeah, that's my thing. But, but still, he had a good year last year. He did. But if, if, it, if it was a big mistake, they knew something was up. Michael Probably the Burner Turner led the league in carries for a few consecutive years. It takes, and it, it takes its toll. That ta- it does. Running back's a vicious position. That's why it's now not almost non-existent in the NFL now. You don't see them running the ball like it's not like it used to be. Play hard, play tough defense, run the ball, control the clock. Now it's just air raid all over all over the NFL. They don't run the ball like they used to. Where and, have you and most gone, Don have, Coriel? Yeah, <laughs> and most NFL teams have a two running back system. How many teams have one primary running back right now? Very the Vikings. few. The San Francisco Niners are one. The, the well, Vikings. I the Vikings got Danny. They got a uh, what's Toby his name? Gerhardt. Yeah, Gerhardt from Stanford. Yep. So. But, but Carolina, he, two running backs. Yeah, I think they got three. They yeah, got they Jonathan got Stewart, Newton, yeah. uh, D'Angelo Washington Williams, Mike Tolbert, and then Cam Newton. So they yeah. actually have four. Washington's running Everybody back. Everybody has a two running back system. There's no, you no longer have that system of ground and pound. Run the ball up the middle. It's born from one. That's why they don't do it as much. But it's non-existent. So you'd now. rather see the air game than to see the ground game? I would, but I, I kind of miss the old grinding it out, you know, running the ball up the middle, playing solid defense like the, you know, the, the Baltimore did it back in 01. I miss that. I, miss I, that. I don't have a it's problem grinding. with that. Yeah, it's not yeah. as exciting. Not and as I, can, exciting. I can admit that it's not as aesthetically appealing to everyone who turns on the TV. And you want to see it's Kurt Warner. You want to see Kurt Warner, yeah. Isaac Bruce, Tori Holt. Yeah, they really you changed see, the philosophy of how offenses are running in the field. You think now. the, the yeah. greatest show on turf yeah. did? Yeah, definitely. That's what people like, and that's what everyone's trying to emulate, clearly, is they want Peyton Manning. They want these big numbers. They want Drew Brees to be setting records. They want, and, and they are, yeah. and that's what they're getting. So you're right. They're going away from the ground and pound. Ricky Williams, even Cedric Benson. Yeah. Don't, guys like that drafted real uh-huh. high. It doesn't happen anymore. Trent Richardson was demoted to the second team. Bomb. Don't forget about the Oxmoor <laughs> 4 Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Call in with your questions and our comments. Truth, are you out there? We haven't heard from you or Carolina Steve today. Hopefully you guys are tuning in. We're uh, waiting on you to call in so we can play your theme music. So, Yeah, I kind of made the comment this week on Facebook that uh, is the NFL just boring or is it me? Uh, it seems like some of the excitement's gone. You know, I miss the steel curtain. Uh, uh. You know, the purple people eaters. Now I'm showing my age. You are a bunch of youngins in there. The Vikings. Right. But 
The frozen tundra. They don't. The yeah, I know about the frozen tundra. It's a different tundra. animal. Yeah. All this concussion talk and everything exactly. is really soft. And, and I'm not trying to be critical of that talk. I, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. I, I think it started uh, when they took away this celebration. You know, the no fun league, mm-hmm. and they Roger that Goodell was a start. Era. Then we went to no contact. And you know what is next? Flag football. I right. hear what you're saying there, Todd. But what matters in our world? Money. Right, and, and the money says otherwise. The money says the NFL is an unstoppable corporate entity that no matter what, uh, you can have Richie Incognito stories. You can have this quiet right now. Things. By the way, you can have also what I mean. I may be getting carried away, but the NFL is untouchable. Although it may be less appealing to people who like the ground and pound, they like the defense oriented um, type of, I don't of, know of if, game. Uh, but but I think it still makes the XFL. Money. Oh yeah, yeah, wrestling WWE. That yeah, Vince was uh, XFL was a great he me. Uh, idea. When my he home hate me from Western. Yeah, right. That was a great experiment, and you know the NFL took actually one thing away from it: the overhead camera that went mm. from way behind the, the lines and uh, down the the field. But otherwise, um, and that became a farce uh, down the line. But it seems like the game's evolving, and once again, it's the 800-pound gorilla that nobody's going to be able to, to touch. The NFL is by far and away the most popular sport in uh, the U.S., and it's beginning, you know, going to Wembley and London. It's, yeah, it's that's only how I'm taking bigger. a team to London. Right, mm-hmm. it's only going to get bigger. Um, but once again, they're, the owners are trying to pet, protect their assets, you know, the, especially the quarterbacks. No and I, you know that. what? And I don't. I understand that. Who wants to see the quarterback get hurt in preseason and be out for the year? You but know? it's football. Yeah, it is preseason football. Preseason is. But dope. you know what? I noticed though. No matter how much they change the rules, people are still going to watch because in the offseason, yeah. remember they had the running back rule. He can no longer lead with his head, and it was like, wow, it's a big uproar. It's going to change the game. You haven't heard one, heard one word about it this season. No. About the running back lowering his head and using it as a dart to you know basically knock somebody out with it as a battering ram. It hasn't been an issue at all. I mean, they've changed it, and really it's for the better of the sport. I mean, I, it's some ticky-tack stuff like with San Francisco and Drew Brees, that sack. That was pretty bad, Kyle. There's some bad I stuff I think going that on. some of those things should go under review. Honestly, I think there should be a review for some of those calls, like uh, you know, roughing the, roughing the passer, just to see if it's truly roughing the passer. Because sometimes speed makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're getting a little carried away. Like they, yeah, that, that sack against Drew Brees, if you're watching in slow motion, you're like, what the heck? But if you see it in the fast motion, it looks like he ripped his head off. Well, let's bring back. All the replacement reps. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, are the real refs any good? I mean, they still make bad calls. But if it was a replacement refs making the bad calls, there'd be a bigger uproar. They're pretty <laughs> much as good as the judging and boxing. Anymore. <laughs> well, they're not Kelly Patrick and Carlo Kellum. I tell you that. <laughs> Boom. Two of the best and fair judges in, in the, the state world. of Kentucky. Yeah, in the world. You're right. We no, are I'm still tuning in. I like my defense oriented. Marvin Lewis, Mike Zimmer led Bengals, and there there is a place for teams that have great defenses and then kind of play ball, you know, ball control. I mean, Seattle's doing it well out out west. I mean, it happens. Um, look no further than the two teams who met in the Super Bowl last year, the Niners and the Ravens. What is their or I mean, what what are they based on? It's defense. So it as and much they as they the, try and they to both tailor run the ball it, effectively. And they both run well, the ball effectively. Year. So yeah. as much as we say that it is turning into a, a two-hand touch or a flag football uh, type league, if you play defense, I mean, you can still contend. Not only contend, but you win Super Bowls. That's what teams do. If you have a subpar defense, you don't still you don't win the Super Bowl. 
Tell me a team that's won the Super Bowl where their defense isn't that good. The Colts one year. The Saints? I mean, not the Saints. Uh, Maybe the Saints. Greg uh, Williams was trying to kill people, so that, that helped. Uh, the <laughs> that helped. Rams. They had a great defense. Yeah, they, they had a good defense. It wasn't great. They had a good defense. Yeah, well, London Fletcher, who else? I mean, they were okay. Adam Archuleta. They Archuleta had some was defense. a bum. No. Come on. He, At the end of his career. Come on, he, he, he only had a five-year career. It doesn't matter. He was good. They were a good <laughs> he defense. That long, he ended guys. his career in Washington as a bum. Everybody ends their career as a, a bum. bum. Yeah. Except for in radio. Not Ray Lewis. Except for in sports radio. You don't have to end your career as a bum. Yeah, you're right. We, you get we saw that last week. We had the 80-year-old guy calling in. Yeah. Still going radio yes. Ron Chilton thriving yeah. at yeah. the 78 years young. We need to get him back on uh, as a uh, Kentucky analyst expert. So 1 o'clock p.m., the Colts and the Bengals. Andy Dalton, I'm not a big fan. I'm a Bengals fan. I'm not thinking that Andy Dalton's the... The guy to take us to the promised land. I hope he is. I hope I'm wrong. He's led you this far. No faith. See, that's the problem with you guys that don't support your team. <laughs> I support my <laughs> team. They've got a good run going, and you still knocking the quarter. He's doing everything he can. He throws a couple pick sixes every I now and then. I can go out there and do everything I can. Does that mean people <laughs> should support me? I think Andy Dalton is the truth. You do? Yeah, he's the truth for that. He's the, I mean, who are you going to get? You're not going to get a good draft. That's a fair quarterback. point. That's a fair point. Yeah, you're not going to get a good quarterback. I would take Kyle Orton over him. No, come well, he's gonna get Are beat you up serious? Too, Am I getting carried away? Somebody who can't throw the ball. He can't throw the ball 25 yards. Kyle Orton? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a rocket. 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Oxmoor, Ford, Lincoln, Buzzline. I'd rather have Kyle Orton than Andy Dalton. Kyle Orton's the backup right then now you to want Tony to be a Romo. 500 team. No, That's no. What Kyle I want to go to the promised land. Kyle I want to be able manager. to control the ball, and I don't need someone just... Andy Dalton out there trying to... What he's clearly trying to do is trying to ruin the season... I don't need that. I'll take Kyle Orton who can control but the ball. But is that fair to say he's trying to ruin the season when he can't stay off the ground because the offensive line sucks and he keeps getting sacked? So do we blame quarterback? Do we blame the line? He's the got point. enough weapons. I mean, I'm, I'm not normally the type of guy who flips on a quarterback that quick. I'm really not. When someone says, when I hear someone describe, well, Drew Brees lost to so-and-so in the NFL, I, I try to stop people and say, hey, man, no, no, it's 11 on 11. Quarterbacks are not what makes up the team. I'm not that guy. What I am is a Bengals fan, and they have A.J. Green. They've got this Giovanni Bernard. They've got two very talented weapons at tight end. They've got other options at wide receiver, and their offensive line really isn't that bad. And they, I like the, the the offensive coordinator. Andy Dalton would be a nice backup. Wow. we got plenty to talk so, about today from our Heisman talk, uh, our, our, our college yeah, we basketball. Yeah, we we, we had, haven't even touched on NBA. Yeah, we had the fight song. We really didn't dive oh, into Florida yeah, State and Auburn, man. We, yeah, we got to come back with the fight song again. We didn't really talk about we it. We got, got off track. That, yeah. yeah. We, we do. Go to Ohio State loss. We got a lot. Football, college football. Should we head to a break here, Todd? We will jump into all of that and more. We'll be back with more of the weekend sports books. No Beyonce? <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. This is Ashley Danielle in studio with Carlo Kellum and Kelly Patrick. We just learned that it looks like Louisville will face Miami in what Carlo likes to call the Russell Simmons Bowl on December 28th in Orlando, Florida. What do you guys think about that? Or you can call it the Who Cares Bowl. Either either one of the two. 
<laughs> it's like, who cares? I mean, right it's now. It's better than the, the no bowl. The only thing that matters in college football at this moment is Auburn and Florida State. Now, no other bowl games matter. I'm sure that if, the if you know, by a wild stretch of someone's imagination, Kentucky was playing in a bowl game, you would think differently. No, I, I'm really not. The only games I care about when it comes to college football in bowl season is the championship game. Even if Kentucky was playing the Liberty Bowl, I, I really wouldn't care, honestly. It's it's not. It doesn't Those matter. Fly by night Even fans. just for recruiting can, purposes, can I get the, a sap- fact, the fact that December 28th, Charlie Strong, Vance Bedford, you know, the the whole coaching staff Charlie gets Strong's to go down to Orlando. Charlie Strong's not going to be the coach next year for the Louisville Cardinals. Really? He's going to take the Florida job. Do you really Let's think face he will? it right Florida's now. keeping their coach. Are you sure about that? Did they say that? I mean, Even they fired if, their offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. They kept their, their defensive coordinator and their, their head coach. Even if so they made it official, he's not getting fired. They didn't have to. I didn't have to. Okay. I don't so, think. I mean, it, it may, may still happen. I don't think it will. Hypothetically speaking, they fire their coach. Do you think Charlie Strong would leave to go to a program that passed him up for a co- head coaching position once before? Yeah. It's Florida. It's the Gators. Actually, top, do you, do you, you get the top would? recruits in the world at Florida? At Florida, some of the top recruits. I, in my gut, I think no. I mean, I know that especially Cards fans, we've been kind of tainted by the likes of Bobby Petrino, but I just I don't think so. I don't think that he would go through all that he went through last season to get a pay raise and all those types calling of calling out the fans saying they don't support yeah the all football. Of that. I don't yeah. think he, he has yeah, real high I, standards. He, he does, does call out the fans, and he's kind of comes across as a jerk. I like that. I like it too. I don't have a problem with that. Bobby Petrino was a jerk. He won. I mean, I you know who's a real nice think... guy was Steve Cragthorpe. Oh yeah, and, and we saw. No yeah, we saw how that went. And I he was uh, one of the, one of Jurch's guys, right? That, I would think that in Jurch's tenure as athletic director, that is the one time I've ever seen him drop the ball. I don't think he'll ever do anything like that again. It I wasn't think he dropped as bad the ball. as Ron Cooper. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, what about uh, Petrino to Florida or Petrino? Petrino, yeah, to Florida. I can see that. He's not gonna leave WKU. He's, <laughs> are you serious? There's no way you just said that. Hilltop, Hilltopper Nation. We have some of the greatest spirit in college we? sports. If you've never been there. If you've never been, if it's been able to experience a game at WKU, you Seriously? wouldn't understand. They but can't pay him at I WKU. I think they have the greatest mascot. Yeah, the heel. He's the on red. punishment right Love now. It. That's the reason why he's at WK in the first place. Well, you know what? I think he. I think he has to stay there at least two years before someone gives him an opportunity. I think we got him for at least one more. Year. Did Western Kentucky's season? It was. Was it a disappointment? No, it wasn't. They beat Kentucky. They beat. Uh, they had. They had a good. They had a good run this year. I, I don't have the record pulled up. You can pull it up for me, Kelly Patrick. It'd be great. I'll bring it up but right here. It wasn't his players in the system. He still has a lot of Willie Tigers old players. So wait till he implements his players uh, next season. And then he's gonna leave. And then he may. He may. I hope he stays. He's not. I think if he's smart. He'll stay. Western Kentucky is putting their football program program on a different level right now. Okay, Carlo, will he be going to a, another stepping stone? I think, uh, or what, will he go to a premier program? I think if he one. sticks at Western, he can make them very productive. They the were eight, eight and four on the season this year. Going to I, a bowl. I think if he stays going there long enough, he can give them an undefeated season so, in the Sun Belt. So where will he in go the from there? Yeah. Where we go, Carlo? We Listen, go I, to Texas. If you're looking for someone, I don't think they'll hire him. I don't think. I don't think. I think he's going to stay in Western for a while. I really do. If I you're really looking for it. someone like Florida, who has a um, Will Muschamp is a defense-oriented coach, they haven't had much trouble on defense. They're producing studs, NFL draft picks, left and right on defense. If you're looking for someone on the polar opposite end of the spectrum in offense, who Bobby fits Petrino. that bill better than Bobby Petrino? Nobody. 
He is Mr. Offense. I mean, I'd make an argument he's the best offensive coach in the country. As long as he is his brother. Well, he has a lot of money. Well, his brother's the head yeah. coach somewhere now. Right. But Paul Petrino is no he, longer with when him. When he has Paul, he is amazing. They, they are a Paul tandem. Paul is Idaho State or go. something like that. Yeah, I'll bring he's it up. out west. Yeah. But when they are together, they are virtually unstoppable in any program. Idaho Vandals. Paul Petrino. Sound like a team that would be on UofL schedule. <laughs> really? <laughs> so you think Charlie Strong would leave Louisville? For the but, right opportunity, yes. But Petrino would stay at Western Kentucky? Petrino has to clear <laughs> his name up a little bit more. Western's a great program. No, Have you, you seen the facilities at Western? They've been D1 stay. for like the four fifth, years. The facilities at Western are unbelievable. They're still Western Kentucky. They're not going to be. We have a full stadium now. We no longer have the half stadium. I don't know if you guys know about the half stadium we had for years. Tell us about about it. it. Basically, it was just one side of a stadium that we had, and there wasn't a second side of the stadium. So they, in the recent years, they they built the stadium up. Even the basketball facilities, we have some of the best facilities in the state. It's better than Louisville State. Yeah. Really? Basketball. You are, there's no way you say anything in the state or yeah. this country is better than the Yum Center. So what you're saying, Carlos, you have a stadium that was full. Now you have a full stadium that's <laughs> yes. half full. Yeah. Right. No, the seat, oh, oh, come on, man. Look, go look at some of the pictures I've taken at the, the Western games, man. That stadium is awesome. Okay. Let's, it's better than Papa let's John's. Move on. Auburn <laughs> will go against Florida State in the national championship game. game. I know that, Carlo, you said despite being a, a Kentucky guy, an SEC fan, You'll be going for Florida State because you like Jameis Winston. Listen, listen, I'm rooting for Jameis Winston, uh, despite what happened or whatever happened. You know, who do we think will win? Florida State. I'm going to call Florida State yeah. also. Handedly, really? Yeah, you got Jack Nicholas's grandson at tight end. I mean, they can't lose. They got a, a hell of a defense. You know, they, they've always got. I'll defense. disagree, but Jameis okay. Winston. Well, I mean, what do you disagree I'll go with? Talk? Auburn. Okay, uh, I think that uh, they've proven they can win under any circumstance. Overcome and Florida State. Look at their schedule. If you can pull it up, is who they played? I mean, they beat That's Duke. Fair. Duke. That is fair. They, they beat, beat Clemson. They beat, they beat Clemson. They beat Duke convincingly. Duke was Duke was so Duke was so hot. good this year. Taj Boyd and Clemson was hot early. I mean, they were Clemson was hot early. They were. They, they were. The like they're number three. <laughs> they're number three. And they folded like a cheap suit. They did. Okay, so that you can make a case that they beat Florida. I mean, I mean uh, Miami. And they do have a legit running back. We talked yeah. about running back earlier. You have Trey Mason. They, they ran for three hundred and four yards and four touchdowns. Winston is a real deal. They beat Maryland. Maryland's the, Maryland's ranked. I'm happy as a Louisville fan that, that Winston is only a redshirt freshman. He has to stick around for another year before he can go pro. We'll get to see him at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium next year. This is what you look at. Look at. The, I hope he's a national champion and Heisman Trophy winner. They're doing exactly what Teddy Bridgewater should have been doing this year, and that's blowing out every team they play. Amen. 62 7, 54 6, 63 0, 51 14, 49 17. Just to run down 41 14, 59 3, 59 3. But is that the offense that Bridgewater's giving? Is that the offense that he's giving? If they were doing like Teddy he, Our Florida State blew them out. Yeah, I was going to say, let's make but sure we understand that. Jamie Wilson, 38 touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. That is a lot of James touchdowns. Yeah, but they're, they're some, their schedules were similar against uh, less than stellar opponents. Who Who's that? U of L and uh, Florida State. Other than Florida State, and ob- uh, obviously Louisville yeah. dropping one to. But Bridgewater, I think, was in the system that he was. He wasn't given the opportunity to shine. Uh, as I'll much shout out to Sean Watson. Uh, 
as is, you know, he should have been, rightfully so. I think Bridgewater would have been a, a Heitzman candidate, candidate if he would have been a better system. Yeah, I predicted no, this no in the early season. Put him at Florida said, State. What happened to him? Yeah. Agreed. I predicted in early in the season that this would happen to Teddy Bridgewater. He was going to have the Cal Orton Hasman, uh, you know, they were hyping up Cal Orton at Purdue when he was, you know, when he was there to win the Hasman, and it just kind of fizzled away. And the same thing happened with Teddy Bridgewater, the exact same thing. But from NFL scouts' perspective, he's still, I mean, especially with the announcement that Marcus Mariota will be staying at Oregon for another season, Teddy's going to be the first quarterback taken uh, come April in the draft. I so, mean, there's no question about it. Very, very likely the number one overall pick, which did Javani and Clowney having a, a disappointing season. I don't, I don't think, think that, so. You don't think Teddy no, Bridgewater? They had be? they had the draft bowl. They what had the draft bowl this past Thursday. What the draft bowl was this past Thursday okay. between uh, Houston and who did he used to beat? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So Houston's going to get the number one pick most likely. And okay. who are they going to take? Johnny Football. I think they're going to go Texas with Javani and Clowney. They're going to go defense. They can find a quarterback anywhere. Why really? Grew, why grew quarterbacks grow on trees. Man, quarterbacks grow on trees. Quarterbacks in the NFL are just They'll find a quarterback as somewhere. As we just talked about. <laughs> They're going to draft Javani Clowney, number one, and him him and Sean Watts on the defenses on both ends? Come on, man. Another. I, so you're I, saying Clowney Chris and you Johnny on, Manziel. Man. Go defense. Clowney. The, the, Texans, the Texans drafted Mario Williams out of and where Williams, was and he was Maryland. Good. He hey. helped them get to where they are now. Mario Williams was a bust. He was a bust. Yeah, he was. Why is he on the Bills now? Because he got money. He got paid. <laughs> and when you go to the Bills, too, they gave you the contract. I would go. Why else yeah. would you go to Buffalo? Yeah. <laughs> he went there for money. I'm but saying he, is Mario, he was J.J. Watt he was a is everything that, that Mario Williams never he was. He was on my fantasy team a couple of times. So I know. Mario Williams. He was pretty good. He was decent. He did what he was supposed to do. He wasn't that bad. I don't think that, I think that Matt Schaub, you said it last week, Carlo. Matt Schaub is the problem with the Texans. You think Johnny Manziel is the answer? I didn't say that. You know what? They can draft. Listen, run around they can draft Clowney the number one, <laughs> right. and they still have a chance to get Johnny Manziel early in the first round. Okay. Well, I mean, most why not most people who analyze the NFL draft and project things like that have jo- Johnny Football as like the third or fourth quarterback taken, and that's the and second they round. All have that's Teddy the Bridgewater. second round. They all have Teddy Bridgewater as the first. Find me a list that does not have Teddy Bridgewater with Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota at Oregon was the only guy who was giving him any type of trouble as far as who's going to be the first quarterback taken. If I was, Find me if a list. I was, we, can if just, I was a we can just have conversations draft and Kentucky defense. fans saying, no, Teddy won't be the first quarterback taken. Oh, really? What's that based on? I didn't say he wouldn't be the first quarterback. I said he wouldn't be the number one pick. That's okay. not what he said. That's a big difference. He I'm not saying that he's going to be the number taken. one. He said the first quarterback taken. I'm talking about the number one overall pick. Okay, well, well, I'm not saying he's going to be the number one overall Anywho, pick. Anywho, when is the NFL draft? April 29th. 29th. Okay. So we'll talk about it on Yeah, we can get to it then. So we we got in the in the oh, National cool. Championship game Auburn Florida 309 State. 309 rushing yards, you believe that? By the running back from Auburn? Mm. Their quarterback can run. Touchdowns. Their quarterback can run well, too. He touched it 46 times. That's a lot in one game. I hope he's going to be healthy for the Florida quarterback State. Quarterback cannot pass for for Auburn. He can he's not much he he when he runs the ball he looks like Cam Newton. <laughs> Right, he doesn't have an arm though, does he? Let's see what are his passing numbers from from yesterday's game. Nick Marshall, nine of eleven, 132 yards, so he was very efficient. Let me tell you what worries me about the game last night against Missouri. What was going to be a problem for Auburn against Florida State? Okay, they let Missouri put up 42 points. 42 points. Yeah. So just imagine the field day Florida State's going to have on that defense of Auburn. A friend of mine, I had a conversation is. Was it that the offensive schemes were that fantastic, or were neither teams playing very good defense? De- definitely defense, I think. 
I, I don't think Auburn has Auburn has pretty much a basic offense in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it's typical SEC football. Auburn's got a, a very <laughs> they can run the ball. I mean they've got a very that's po- every, yeah, that's every SEC team. That's all they do is run. Yeah, what SEC team has the ball out uh, besides the great offense that is Kentucky air rate? <laughs> Alabama can air it out. AJ McCarron. <laughs> You know what? I think we should say we're all about the sound bites and laughing and having a good time. You know what I think would be really funny? If we started playing those air horns <laughs> that they announced at the Kentucky. How big of a joke in the history of the state of Kentucky? How big of a joke is it going to go down that they would play those air horns signifying some onslaught of some air raid that was getting ready to occur? And then we saw what we saw this year from the Wildcats. Todd, can we have an air raid? Just, you know, just, I mean, what? <laughs> Whose idea was that? Yeah. Why not? Why not see if they could actually run an air raid style before doing that? I have one comment that explains this entire phenomenon. Forty and zero. This is the what same, they do. Men, it's the mentality. The, mentality. the psychology behind. Oh yeah, we're going to win every game, and then we're going to run through, run through the national team. In the SEC, we'll see. I know that this is we're bouncing all over the place, but going back to basketball. Listen, here we go. I, I changed the motor on that one to one ten volt. <laughs> is it the air raid uh, clip? I think he's gonna have the air horns. Oh, okay, all right. Those well, are I, cool listen, I'm not, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feed into those shenanigans that you two are playing. About, <laughs> our, you know, the UK, yeah, it's, it's irrelevant. I mean, the truth hurts. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeding Look. into that. Uh oh, here it comes. I'd rather hear the reggae sound. fans just <laughs> getting all jacked up, high fiving each other. Kissing their sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty low. That's pretty low, Kelly. I thought you was above that, but obviously you're just like the rest of them. <laughs> just like the rest of who? The Louisville, Louisville fans. fans. Yeah. Darn. Like, unrealistic. So unrealistic Louisville fans. Classic Louisville fans. Wow. So we got Florida State over Auburn. Auburn. I'm picking Florida Auburn. State. Yeah. Todd. Todd is going with Auburn. with Auburn. Twenty three point victory for Florida State. How much? Twenty three points. Carlo, you're a UK guy. Why aren't you going with the SEC? I'm going for. I, I just like say Florida State. I like Florida a, State's a better team. I like okay. James Winston. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're a better team. I mean, you can't beat. You can't deny the talent. Jimbo Fisher. Like I said, Jack Nicholson. Anytime you got Jack Nicholson's grandson on your team, you can't can't go wrong. Jimbo Fisher, who I know we got to head to a break here, but I mean, and this is a different topic within itself. Maybe the only coach in waiting to ever work. He I've said that before. Him. He stayed with him. Who else? What other coach in waiting has ever worked? Ron Zook and. Uh, who? Bob Knight Jr. and uh, who? Who Joker Phillips. And yeah. We'll be who? back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Where's Curtis? And welcome back to Weekend Sports Buzz with your host Kelly Patrick, Ashley Danielle, and I'm Carlo Kellum. Coming back to talk a little bit more college football. Last night, the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State and Michigan State. I got to tell you, man, Ohio State did everybody a favor by losing that game 
and not making any controversy for the BCS title game this year. Oh, it wouldn't have been controversy. Had they won, they would have been in the right. They would have been. But everyone would have said. Everybody would have complained. There. You're right. Yeah, everybody would have complained. SEC is the greatest. Yada yada yada. That, <laughs> that would have been the argument. Luckily, this being the last year in the BCS, no controversy is a good thing. So now SEC has a chance to go out of the BCS era as the greatest conference with eight of all time. consecutive national champions. That's crazy. Wow. Can't deny SEC dominates college football. Yeah. It may be a little bit of a down year overall for the SEC, but they still have a chance at winning it. So, I mean, uh, Ohio State with the, the very disappointing loss. They hadn't lost because of the infractions uh, from the Jim Trestle era. They weren't able to participate in the bowls last year. And last they went year undefeated. They, yeah, it was less controversy undefeated. last year because they couldn't participate in the bowl. So if they, if they would have been up in the discussion last year as well. But luckily... Uh, actually, I was rooting for Ohio State to win last night. I'm not gonna lie. Were you? Yeah, I like I like uh, Urban Meyer. I think he's a stand up, classy guy, good coach. Uh, one, of my, one of my aunts, uh, like her and her husband, are friends with Urban Meyer, and their friends said they're very nice people. Yeah, he seems they to be were, fair. She, guy, he was yeah. born in Toledo, Ohio, which is where my mom was born. The only knock I got him against him is that he uh, he recruited Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> that's the only bad thing you could probably say about. And him. some other guys that Florida yeah. team. That's the only bad thing you could really say. He recruited Aaron Hernandez, which. I mean, what, how are you going to project someone's a serial killer? Yeah. Seriously. You're like, this guy's an uh, intense football player. Seems kind of crazy. Killer, <laughs> Maybe he'll be a Let's serial killer. Let's let justice do his job first. You can't really so much do that. Justice. He's let a serial justice killer. justice do his job first. Aaron Hernandez is a serial killer. <laughs> he's being charged. That's a whole different yeah, topic. Whole different There's another but double homicide he's involved in. Ohio State was down early in that game. Braxton Miller, making a good, uh, he made a good uh, case for himself being in the discussion for the Heisman, uh, being invited to the Heisman uh uh, event uh, next weekend. Really? I think, With I think 142 so. yards even, rushing? Even, even missing the game, even, even being hurt those few games, he still should be invited over Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion. Wow. He brought them back in that game last last night, and they could have been way out of it. Who had the tougher schedule? Um, Come on, man. Ohio, Ohio State, State or Louisville? Ohio State. You think Come it's clear-cut Ohio yeah. State? Yeah. It's not even, I'd be interested to hear what our listeners despite have Despite the Big Ten's down 4, this 14, year, 50. it's still better it, than it's Louisville. It's the Big Ten. It's the Big Ten. It's the Big Ten. But have you looked it's at their the schedule? I mean, that's used to be. It's not that uh, clear cut of a difference, really. It's the Big Ten. They played Wisconsin, right? Did they play Wisconsin this year? I believe so. I'll bring it up here. I don't. I don't have their schedule right here. But they're never a slouch. They they are a slouch this they year. They beat Ohio. They beat Indiana, the Truce <laughs> team. Indiana, they they uh, played them tough last what year. What kind man. of cred does that give them? They beat Indiana. They did beat Indiana. Yeah, they did beat Northwestern. Right. They beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin's rank. Northwestern's rank. Yeah. I mean, hey, they beat the teams that were in front of them. Penn State had. A, they started off pretty good this year. Okay, but it's not that far. Cal, it's a big name school. I was usually okay, but you know they weren't too good this year. I mean, they beat the teams that's on their schedule. But they should have beat. They should have beat Michigan schedule. State. Yeah, they should have beat Michigan State. I thought. But Braxton Miller, I think he's better. Has a better chance of uh, being invited to the Heisman of. Uh, invitational next week over Teddy Bridgewater. That's unfortunate. And he missed like two or three games. I don't think Teddy's going to be invited. What do you? What do you think? No, I don't think he'll be invited. Teddy's definitely gone. He he had a great college career while with Louisville. So I hope he makes an impact in the NFL. Regardless of what he does in the NFL, Teddy will go down as a all time great. I mean, maybe the best quarterback ever to play at Louisville. So what went wrong for Ohio State last night? They couldn't pass the ball. Your man that you keep hyping up was 8 of 21 throwing the ball. Braxton Miller was 8 of 21. And their defense, I mean, is horrible. 
I think that's. I mean, when it comes Braxton down to Miller threw, ran for like 120 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, he's good. But when it comes down to one game, when your season depends on one game, shouldn't they brought a little bit more intensity? Into, I mean, they were down what 17 nothing to start out the game, mm-hmm. or 20 nothing somewhere around there. But they came back. I think they they took the lead, and then you know, of course they lost it. But they should have came a little bit more intensity. This one game was their whole season. Absolutely. Carlos Hyde. Uh, 18 rushes for 118 yards. They were able no to doubt run. They the can't ball. run the ball. Yeah, yeah. They they couldn't pass it, and uh, you got to be able to spread the spread it around. Um, you know, you can't just be one dimensional. Like I said, that, that doesn't said, always yeah. work. Auburn's making it work, and maybe they'll even make it work to the tune of a national championship. I don't think so, but you got to be able to spread the ball around. Not everybody has a golden arm like Teddy Bridgewater. Come on. Did anybody see this coming? Somebody, one of my Facebook followers, wrote that she thought she woke up in a bad dream because she never saw Ohio State drop in this game. Did anybody see this coming? I I thought that Ohio State would win this game easily. I really did. I I didn't see it coming. I thought it would be Ohio State, Florida State, the national championship. But once again, like I said before, I'm glad, kind of glad they did lose to cut back on the controversy. Now the fans get what they want, which is Florida State and Auburn, which everybody believes is the two best teams in college football. Do we, though? Who would win between? I know Auburn beat Alabama at Auburn, but I mean, if if we had Alabama playing against Florida State, who would win? I still think in a oh, one that game was not even a neutral, discussion anymore. I know they're not yeah. hypothetically they, they, in a one game neutral site. I take Alabama, Alabama over anybody. I would yeah. too. That's but Alabama's irrelevant. They're, it's irrelevant. It I know that's a very I saw that topical. they're the first BCS number one or number two team to lose in the final two weeks of the season since Florida in 2009. If Alabama had lost early in the season like Auburn did, they would be in discussion. That's the, best, that's the thing about college football. You can lose your first game like in the first two weeks I of think the that's season. Your favorite. But if okay. you lose at but the end, you're, end, you're done. You're done. Yeah. You're done. Right. Auburn had a loss early, but it was at LSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but LSU sucks. <laughs> They're at, I mean, way I mean, out of the they lost, got, Yeah, they lost. They to lost Georgia, South Carolina, right? To a Georgia team that lost injuries, injury ridden. So I think an interesting stat. I think like what seven weeks ago there were like what thirty uh, something undefeated teams in college football. Auburn I may be exaggerating a, a little bit, but it was a lot of undefeated 30. teams. Auburn is an example of a team coming together and the right getting time. better at the as they went along. Early on, you know, they had their problems. They struggled. And now they found a way to win. And that happens a lot of times. UofL last year. Basketball. basketball. Very, very similar. College basketball really exploits that more so. And I think that's why, to me at least, I know not at a national level, college football is an animal almost that, that is on par with the NFL. But in my opinion, college basketball is something you can follow. It's not always real exciting at the beginning of the year. But you can stumble, like I said earlier. You can have your ups and downs. and Even go on a horrible losing streak but get it to redder, together at the right time and make a run. And you're right, Todd. Uh, Auburn seems to be almost in college basketball-type fashion, really hitting their stride at the right time, mm-hmm. possibly getting ready to win a national championship. Now, I'm going to bring this up. I know you don't want to talk about it. What? But what if Jameis <laughs> Winston did get charged? That would change everything we're talking about right now. It w- it well, would. it would. Because it would change their entire team. Would they still go to the national championship? I believe so. Would, they... would he be even played last night? Kenyon Martin with University of Cincinnati is the only real uh, good comparison I can think of. And I think... You're talking about when he got hurt and broke his leg and then they were 
You talking about basketball, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he got hurt, yeah. and he was, uh, you know, they were the number one overall. He was the seed. best player in and college he's basketball. Out. So yeah. what do you do? How do you treat that? Yeah. Uh, would Florida State I still they be lost in the first round? Didn't they? <laughs> they may have. Would Florida State still be able to play in the national championship, or would it, it would they? He would not have played last night. Uh, True, and they would have. Their, their, their policy lost. is that anybody charged, uh, uh-huh. well, athlete charged with a crime cannot play, cannot participate. Mm-hmm. But all animal, all animals are equal. Some are more equal. So, what would Florida State done? Would they have still played him? Right. Would they have lost to Duke some, without some will James never Winston? Know. I don't know anything about their backup. Prior to the season, Jameis Winston was virtually unknown. I mean, he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't Jameis Winston. Uh, he was a redshirt freshman who was redshirted for a reason because he needed to take a year off and learn the system. Um, and I remember reading about him right before the beginning of the season, and there's a lot of question marks about him. So it would be interesting to see who his, the number two guy is at Florida State. Would they have been able to beat David Cutcliffe in the Duke Blue Devils? I don't know. I think Duke was highly overrated, and Florida State proved what they were last night. Florida State's tough. I mean, I'm talking about Duke. Duke was overrated going into the, going into their game. They, they had a chance to beat Florida State. I mean, I only, was looking for Christian Leitner to show up. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Louisville has a, a great conference to look forward to next next year. I guess playing they the do. likeness of Duke and who else? Uh, oh, uh, Florida State. Yeah, I mean, Miami. Yeah, Florida State, yeah, Miami, Clemson, bums. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it's it's still not the SEC. Notre Dame, you got, you got three Notre Dame will be on the Notre schedule. Dame, Notre Dame's not in the ACC. They're independent. But they'll be but in they'll the play. ACC schedule. Well, but they're not in Even the Even Virginia Tech. I mean, come on, guys. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's it's not SEC. I mean, like I said, it's Louisville, a huge upgrade. Louisville's beaten Miami and Florida State Skeptics. before. So it's really not even You're a right. big deal. You're right. Yeah, it's not a Y'all big beat deal. beat those teams before. Now, does You're Maryland right. leave next year? I believe Maryland, they leave I think they're going the to the Big Ten. You're right. Right. My favorite uniforms. And Maryland would occasionally produce some top-level NFL talent. I mentioned Mario Williams, who I think went to Maryland. He may have been NC State. I'll you leave would. that to Brandon J. Lawrence to correct me at the end. But Mario Williams, uh, I mean, Maryland, they're losing them. They're picking up Louisville. They're picking up Notre Dame. ACC is going to be top three as far as difficulty of schedule. And Todd, do you agree with that as far as college football goes? Um I'll go with the SEC and the Big 12 as number one and two. ACC will be right there. The Big 10 has just had some real problems. And picking up Rutgers, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not going not gonna to strengthen them any. The Big 10, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting – that's what tells you that it's clearly the television sets that drive – about market. It, it drive the revenue. It's what markets can you open up. And that's something that has really hurt Louisville in the past. Uh, and schools like Cincinnati, who who appear to be left out in the cold from this whole conference realignment uh, situation, is how big is the market you're in? The substance on the field or on the court really doesn't matter. If you're Rutgers and your coach taunts players and throws balls at their face and then calls them uh, homophobic slurs, it doesn't matter. If you're in New York, bring it on. You're in a big conference. You're going to make a lot of money. The one thing that's unusual is Cincinnati is a bigger media market than Louisville. Yeah, you're right. But why did they get left out? That's think, actually I, a very good question. I think it's because uh, the ACC looked at Louisville's overall. They look at the other uh, things that they bring to the table, whether they're competitive nationally, whether it be volleyball, bas- women's basketball. And, and the fact and that, that, since that, that that made the big difference. Cincinnati has to compete with the Reds and Bengals. That's very true. That, Louisville and, doesn't. And Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Ohio State. I mean, they're direct competitors. Programs that actually matter. <laughs> Seriously. In college sports. 
Louisville matters, Carlo. Only in Louisville. The skeptic. <laughs> Defending national champions. <laughs> Kevin Ware. That story. Hey, man. hey, it took you 30 years, man, to get back there. So I'm, ha- I'm you know, I was so happy that Louisville won last year because I kept, not. I kept, I kept, I was You tired. were bitter because you said my University of Kentucky no, Wildcats I was have the fastest fall off in history. I was excited because I kept, I kept, I was tired of hearing wait till next year and all, you know. No, we know. don't say that. That's the, actually the phrase for Kentucky fans. All right. We need, uh, we'll be right back. We're taking a quick commercial break. Your weekend sports buzz. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz with your host Kelly Patrick and Ashley Danielle. I'm Carlos Kellum. Going to wrap up the last segment here of the show. we got 15 minutes left. We will be getting a call from Brandon J. Lawrence. J is for justice. He's going to break down all our uh, inaccuracies. I can't even say it. All I don't our, know if there was any today. For the fight. I, I, think we're, I think we're on point today. I don't know. I think I made a bad a couple hiccups. I think you did too, Kelly. I did about Mario Williams because yeah, I don't know. Don't know I still, I can look it up. I think it was it was an ACC school. It was NC State or pretty sure I had one. Maryland. I'm Ashley's sure. always perfect. She didn't have any. I mean, I, I do what I can. <laughs> she, she keeps us balanced. Uh, we've touched on college football. We've touched on college basketball. Um, we have, you know, there's NFL. We talked a little bit about that. I know we did miss something. All right. Um, and women's basketball, you know, obviously Louisville dropped down after they lost to Kentucky, which hurts me to say. <laughs> I need that Wildcat sound effect, Todd. Is that just for the women's team? The women's, yeah, it's just for women and men's basketball when they win. Okay. Um, Antonita Slaughter, have you guys heard about her? Yeah, like, she's out. Yeah, out like being evaluated for a cardiac event, which was very interesting. I yeah, didn't she hear fainted about that. on the on the sideline mm-hmm. or on the bench. So definitely best wishes to her, thoughts and prayers. Hopefully everything's going okay with I her. I think she's been ruled out for the season. For the whole season? I believe so. I'll check it. But uh, I believe uh, Nita Slaughter, who's a big contributor for the team, Absolutely. is out for the year. Yep. So the, the, the women, you know, um, seeing how the Louisville fan base got behind the, the two times they've made it, the run the party to crashes. the national championship. I mean, the, the victory over, I was thinking about it the other day. What is this, Todd? The victory over Baylor. If you're a Cards fan, I don't care if you're a football, basketball, whatever type of – if you're a Cards fan, that victory has to rank up there for most unexpected and just happiest moments. I mean, Brittany Griner was as dominating of a force as really I think I've ever seen. Kevin Durant was great in college basketball, but overall Brittany Griner was just on a different level. A different level. And and Louisville went went there and just – Knock them out. Absolutely. That has to rank up there pretty high for any cards. Yeah, I think it does. I remember uh, we went from national championship and drove from Atlanta to New Orleans to Trilamont in the national championship game. Did you? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, we, I mean, the only thing we really haven't got to today that I like to talk about, it's still very early, and this isn't an NBA-centric uh, area. But I, I'm an NBA fan. We haven't got to the, the National Basketball Association. Uh, looking over the standings, my Indiana Pacers are still 18-2. and two. They're ahead of the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. It's clearly yeah. a two-team race. Carlo, the what's East, been going on Eastern with Conference Miami? is horrible. What? What's been going on with Miami Heat? <laughs> <laughs> the Miami Heat. You know what? That's I love question. Miami. That's a good question. So they're 15-5 and five yeah, over the been... last 10. They're 8-2. and two. They're, st- they're still. They're, everything still has to go through Miami. No matter how good the paces are, 
or any other team in the Eastern Division, they still have to go through the Miami Heat. There's no question about it. But the team that's surprisingly doing well this year is the Portland Trailblazers. Great they call. They are on a roll right now, Great man. call there. They don't even playing have stars. Good, playing some good basketball. We, you know what? We've seen this from Portland in the past, man. They they tend to, to put together good teams every five years or so, but when they get to the playoffs, are they really going to do anything is the question. I've seen them have good seasons before, kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we saw them on the shot and hammer back in the day. They, they'd have three loss seasons, two loss seasons, but when they make it to the playoffs, it's a different story. LaMarcus Aldridge averaging 23 points, 10 rebounds a game. One of the best uh, big men in the league right now. He really is. Um, I mean, what does that say about the underperformance of Rick Barnes in the Texas basketball program when two of literally two of the best players in the entire NBA are LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant? Hmm. What do they have to show for it? That's a good point. Well, really well, nothing. I mean, Marcus Durant left after his freshman year. I would love to see him play another year. Oh, he was, as I, I said it earlier when I was talking about Brittany Griner, I mean, Kevin Durant was as dominant of a one-year player as I've ever seen. Didn't win the championship like Carmelo Anthony mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis did, but Kevin Durant was dominant. They got Damian Lillard, uh, Nicholas Batum, Robin Lopez, Thomas Robinson out of Kansas. He's playing just 11.6 minutes a game. Wesley Matthews. Um, yeah, Portland's doing it in a way. He's at, Wesley Matthews had a Marquette. They're doing it in a way mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't give the NBA credit for, which is if you don't have a star, can you win? And look how tough that division, the Western Conference is this year. You got San Antonio still playing at a high level, 15-4, Oklahoma City. I mean, the Clippers are struggling right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but uh, the, the West is, they, is stacked this year, man. I mean, you can't forget about Houston. Even Dallas is kind of creeping in there at 13-8. Yeah, so you know it's 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 pretty uh some pretty good teams in the West Coast. And I I don't like to just harp on the negative, but earlier we were talking about the Atlanta Falcons and the horrible disappointment they've had this year. The only thing I think can, can be compared to that for this season is Jason Kidd and the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I think I said last week he I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired after January the fourth. He he begged his old coach uh, Lawrence Frank to come in and then he canned him. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I mean, even if if I was Lawrence Frank, if I used to coach that team, I'm not gonna go back and be an assistant. Are you serious? That is a little bit yeah, of a, a strange I mean, dynamic. Yeah, very strange. Titan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Brooklyn six and fourteen with the highest payroll in the NBA right now and nothing to show for it. Uh, I, I, when they made the deal with uh, Kevin Garnett and Pierce, I said it first. I was like, it's a terrible deal. They're old. They're washed up. They're not going to be effective, those two guys in the lineup. I mean, I mean, it's just it hasn't worked out. I don't know if it's coaching or if it's the chemistry of the team. Do I don't you think know. it's just the chemistry is going to take a little bit of time for them to get used to playing with everyone else? Or? Well, they got to be better than, than a 300. <laughs> they're, and, they're, they're 6 and 14 right now. They're winning 30% of their games. They're better than that, right? I mean, on paper they are. And I mean, look at New York as well. The New York Knicks. It's the thing they I noticed. Suck. I've been watching. I've noticed this about the Knicks the last couple of years. Even the last five. This, look at the last five years with uh, what's his name, Carmelo Anthony. When he left Denver, what happened? Denver became good. So when he was hurt in New York, when they had Jeremy Lin, New York was good. Anytime he's not playing, the teams are better without Carmelo Anthony. What do you think of the the theory? You know, Kobe Bryant, and I know we're jumping all over the place. Kobe Let Bryant. Go. Let him go. Just, just no. Kobe New York's Bryant better just, without him. Just came back from his Achilles heel injury a lot quicker than a lot of people thought. We know what Kobe Bryant. Well, he's thinking. not back all the way. He's he's practicing. Okay, well he's coming he's back. Limited. 
Let me yeah, he'll probably be back at the after the. We know what Kobe Bryant wants. He wants to break Magic Johnson's all-time Laker record. They're both tied at five championships. He wants to tie Michael Jordan. He'd like to well, ho, surpass ho, ho, Michael ho, 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 Jordan. Ho, ho. So, okay. so how's he going to do that? Is my question. Kareem had six. Well, one was with Milwaukee, but he yeah. also has five. So Lakers. okay, yeah. that's right. Good call. Um, but my question is, how is he going to do that? Is he going to lure Carmelo Anthony? And would Carmelo Anthony Who's be going to play fit? defense? Right, <laughs> Kobe. Old man Kobe. <laughs> who's going to play defense for that team? That's what I'm, I mean, I, I think it's going to happen. World I, think he's, I think he's actually going to go. <laughs> you, you can't just keep basing yeah. it on old people like that. You think Carmelo will end up in gonna, L.A.? Oh, I mean, look, they're 5-13 and 13 in New Is York. Is he going to make it, though? I, I mean, I think my knock with Kobe always has been he doesn't know how to share a team, like with other stars. I mean, I think him and He has Shaquille won five O'Neal, titles. True, but he doesn't tend to play well with others that are superstars. Yeah, and you, yeah that's fair. You could say that at certain points, though. There was reports of Michael Jordan one time punched John Paxson in the face in practice. I mean, Car- that, that, what's Carlo, it? are you a Kobe fan? No, I don't like Kobe. I didn't think so. Uh, okay. I mean, they said nobody wants to play with Kobe Bryant. If they did, all the free agents would be flocking. Would have been flocking to well, LA. Well, I mean, last years. year they did all flock there. They no, got they Dwight, Howard, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard flocked there. Dwight Howard was uh, traded there. Ron you know West. This is one thing I'm gonna say. Uh, Dwight Howard approved a trade to go there. This is one thing I'm gonna say. <laughs> what the hell? And, and you heard it here first, everybody. Mitch Kupchak did this a couple of years ago when he didn't get any free agents. It was about five, six years ago. Then he made the big deal to Memphis to bring Paul Gasol to Memphis. I think the same thing is going to happen before the trade deadline. He's going to get Carmelo Anthony before the, this the, year. Yeah, because if he does it, New York doesn't get anything. If does that make leave, them contenders? No. No, they'll make them better. They're ten, They're above five hundred. Carmelo's right going to get traded to the Lakers before the season's over. Wow. Will Kobe ever get his sixth ring? No. I say no. No. <laughs> Kobe's a diva. Kelly? He's a bum. Um, great question. <laughs> I think he will. I think I'll, I'll go ahead and say for the sake of the conversation, Kobe Bryant will get his sixth ring. I think it'll have to be. I don't think we'll see LeBron James go there. I think Carmelo Anthony, it'll have to be another star coming in town with him. <laughs> <laughs> Todd is on point today with the, the sound bites. No, I, I think it'll take Carmelo Anthony. Um, Somebody like that. Who else is like that? I don't know. Nobody. Chris no. Paul. No, um, I think it's a no. Somebody else goes there. So uh, who do you guys think? All right. LeBron and Dwayne Wade and this Heat team are on pace probably to make a run at their third consecutive title. Yep. Do you think LeBron stays there after that? Yes. I think he will. He's investing in the soccer team right now with the uh, – That doesn't name? mean he's staying there. Yeah, why, why would you make investments somewhere you don't People do that in? all the time. Yeah, but yeah, he's not going – I mean, come on. Where, why would he's he? Also about you to really think he's going to go back to Cleveland? Kevin Hart. Oh, really? Yeah. Usually when they start doing stuff like that, they, their career starts to uh, start to decline. When they he's start setting to himself up for his future. There's yeah. some people out there who say, this is back to the Lakers, who say after 2015 where Kevin Love, UCLA guy, becomes a free agent, that he's going to leave Minnesota and he'll go join Kobe. He's good. Kevin Love's a stud. Still not enough for number six. It may happen. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line where we got our man Brandon J. Lawrence on the line with us. Brandon J. Lawrence is the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Um, he's calling in to make sure that we are spreading the truth and that we don't have any inaccuracies. Because without the truth, there is no justice. How you doing this morning, Brandon? Hey, what's up, Kevin Mag? Show's great as usual. What's happening? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Did you find, were you able to pay really close attention to it and find any factual inaccuracies on our show this morning? Well, I think, I think it's a good thing. Now you guys have a fact 
checker, you're trying to be more accurate, man, and that's always cool. <laughs> but uh, the only thing, yeah, the major thing, Mario Williams, you corrected it yourself. Mario Williams went to Carolina State, not Maryland. Uh, Maryland's too good for Mario Williams to uh, for them to recruit him. So, uh, you know, they had Vernon Davis and all that. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, he went. He went to NC State. That was about it, man. That was about it. Good stuff. But y'all didn't mention. You didn't mention the Cowboys, man. The Cowboys play Monday night. They're retiring uh, Mike Ditka's jersey. Oh, that's big news. Uh, Chicago yeah. Bears because he because he played for the Bears and the Cowboys. Yeah, one you know, America's team, Monday night, baby. That's a big story. Uh, I don't know of our listeners or any of you guys if you get Sports Illustrated. But a couple weeks ago, there, Tony Romo, your boy Tony Romo, made the front page. And he, I forget the exact verbiage, but it was something to the tune of everybody's favorite whipping boy. And it was filled with all sorts of factual um, you know, statistics that back up the, 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 the case that Tony Romo is a lot better than he gets credit for. Where do you stand on Tony Romo, Brandon? Well, I mean, I'm I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. You know, we suffered through a bunch of bunch of bunch of bad quarterbacks, Quincy Carter, Drew Bledsoe. Uh, you know, Drew. Well, he, yeah, he was got that the tail in. Drew, Drew Bledsoe, Danny White never won anything for us. Uh, but you know, like Tony Romo. The playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony Romo. Oh, that's inaccuracy right there. Yeah, I did win one. Sorry. He's a good quarterback, but I'm not going to be like you, Kelly, and be like you, how hard you are on Andy Dalton, who's much better than Carson Palmer. But, um, uh-huh. I, I mean, I, we got to stick with Romo. He's winning now, so we got to stick with him. Um, I think I, I, you heard it first. I think he's going to take us to the NFC Championship game. Um, I think he's going to exercise his demons, and I think he's good to go, man. So I you think, think this year go. he will surpass Tim Tebow's playoff victories? And he'll have two, under his belt, at least. <laughs> he, he, he better do it because I think Tebow's coming back to the NFL, isn't he? <laughs> I hope so. I'm going to tell you something about that. Did you make it to the game last night, Brandon? The last time I talked to you, you were about to hit the road. Ohio State, Michigan State, yeah. I did not make it, man. I didn't make it. I wanted to go. Uh, a couple people flaked out on me. Not to, I'm not going to say any names, but, you know. I wasn't um, asked until the last minute, by the way. <laughs> it's still a fight. No, I, I would have went. I didn't didn't make it to the game. I just watched it on television. Okay, I, watched, most, I mostly watched the Florida State game, and I, I disagree with somebody that said something about, uh, oh, it's my, it's my kids coming in here. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I, hey, man, I think, I think Florida State, Florida State's got, you know, they got they have the weapons, man. I think I don't think I don't think SEC's gonna continue to dominate. Uh I think Florida State's got it, man. Jameis Winston is a one of a kind guy. He's a he's a special he's a special guy, got some special characteristics. You know, the ladies love him. And, um, <laughs> Does that matter? Hey, okay, let me ask you this uh, Mr uh Mr. Lawrence. Um, has anybody ever seen an old school movie called Private School? No. Oh, eighties movie. Oh yeah, okay. With Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah, Mark Hamill and my favorite yeah. actress of all time, Phoebe Cates. Oh, she's so beautiful. But uh, oh, yeah, she's you know she's, she's fifty now. I can't believe that she's fifty. Well, anyway, she was the probably the the, the prettiest eighties actress in the eighties that people don't know about. But anyway, yeah. it's kind of hey, you remember that best song? time at Richmond High. Yeah, you remember how all the goofy things those guys were doing in the movie, like you know spying on the girls in the uh, in the in the dorm and all the all the crazy stuff oh, that yeah. college college kids do. The incident, the incident that went down with him, 
when one of his friends busted in on the room. It, 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 was that kind of like the shenanigans they did in the movie Private School? I mean, is this something that college kids do? I mean, you know, yeah, man, they, they probably did that at WKU. Uh, you know, that no goofy, goofy type stuff. Uh, tape recording and stuff. Yeah, I mean, everybody does that dumb stuff, man. You God know? knows I have. 18, 19 years old, you know. But let me ask you, this. I know the the prosecutor caught a lot of uh, a lot of slack from his his uh, press conference. You think he handled that professionally? I I think he did. I think he did. He didn't get into a lot of uh, sensational stuff. People wanted to hear some salacious uh, soap opera type stuff, and it wasn't even that. It's probably pretty simple, you know. Uh, James Winston's from Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody needs to get down there uh, and just give him some tips, man. Just give some tips. The, the little, those, those ladies down in Tallahassee, a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more advanced. They've seen the world. You know, he probably just, James Winston probably just started wearing tennis shoes um, <laughs> uh, five to seven days a week when he got to Florida State, man. Florida State, probably, he probably played football barefoot down in Alabama. So he doesn't know what's going on. So he needs to, you know, they need to get him, they need to coach him up real quick, man, on the ways of the world. Well, how do you think you he know? handled himself in the situation, kind of keeping a low profile? We saw, like, Johnny Manziel with his controversy early in the year where he was just out all over the place. So do you think he handled himself well during the whole ordeal? I think James Winston's got a better personality than Johnny Manziel. I think he's more likable. You know, more, more, more. Uh, he's a more personal guy. You can tell he's, um, you know, he's a team-first guy. I don't think Johnny Manziel isn't. But Johnny Manziel is just, he's an arrogant type of guy. He puts and, it all and, out you there. Know, he, but he's a winner. Yeah, he's a winner, and people Far like winning, so they they dismiss that stuff. But Jameis Winston, I think he's a genu- genu- genuinely good guy. Um, you know, but it's it's early. He hadn't won anything yet, the Heisman. So we'll see next year. You know how if he if he changes or not. But um, you know he's he's a, he's a guy fresh out of the you know fresh out uh fresh out of the country, man. He's a fishing guy. You know, like Deion Sanders used to be before prime time, you know. <laughs> Let me ask you one more question. Oh, I got one more question. Uh, Kelly brought up an interesting fact early in the show, and uh, he said that only one quarterback who's won the Hasman has won a playoff game in the NFL. So, if Jamie oh, wow. Winston wins the Hasman, do you think he'll be successful in the NFL? Great question. I think he'll be the anomaly, just like you guys are saying that uh, Teddy Bridgewater will be the anomaly because here's the thing, right? And I don't mean to get off subject, but U of L has had a lot of, you know, supposedly can't miss quarterbacks. Dave Ragone, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Brown, um, who Chris else? Redman, I don't know. There's a long list. Chris, it's a long list. The only person Brownie that's ever Nagel. done anything is Doc, mm-hmm. Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. And he wasn't even very hyped out of college. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that good anyway. He had a great team. I think I saw a stat one year. I think he only threw for like what ten touchdowns his entire career. It's a di- different era, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Johnny Unitas was not. Yeah, I don't think he was even drafted. Yeah, Johnny Unitas wasn't lighting it up, man. Yeah, he just gave it to John. He gave it to John Mackey, and the defense took care of everything else. If Jameis Winston you know? could, if he was eligible for the NFL draft, would he be drafted ahead of Teddy Bridgewater, Brandon? Before we let you go. I mean, you know, the drafts, everybody says it's a cliche draft based on potential. Got to be, man. He's If if if, if you chiseled a quarterback, the two guys that, did I, that will come to mind would be Cam Newton, who's like the prototypical quarterback, um, and Jameis Winston. The kid's what, 6'3", 6'4", 220 pounds. Um, he's 220 pounds. And... Um, 
you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's a cerebral guy. He's, you know, he does all the right things, but we haven't, and, and you got to be honest, man, you haven't seen Teddy Bridgewater play against the talent that Jameis Winston played against. Which was my my reasoning for him to come back. <laughs> Ooh, Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, I mean, we all know it probably won't happen, but just to end his he's career probably, playing against a higher level of competition in the ACC. He, he could use another year, but then again, you know, then you get into the debate if Jameis Winston comes back. Well, you know, you're still going to have that same question, who's going to be drafted higher. And if Mariota comes back, oh, is he a senior? I don't know. Mariota announced um, he's gone. I'm he's sorry. Gone. He, I'm sorry. Mariota announced he's staying. So, you know, then you get into that debate. I mean, is he going to – the question becomes, is Teddy Bridgewater going to go any higher next year than he will this year? Probably not. So he probably needs to go. Okay. You know, regardless if he's got the season or not. Once again, we're brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. <laughs> Call 502-587-0041 to reach Brandon for all your personal injury attorney needs. Thank you very much, Brandon. Have a great rest of your weekend. Go Cowboys, baby. How about them Cowboys? All right. <laughs> Guys, join us next Saturday from 9 to 11 and Sunday from 10 to 12 for more weekend sports. <laughs> I guess I'll take a quick picture.